0: Hi, this is Kathy Krueger
1: And this is Dave Krueger
0: And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service.
1: Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life.
0: And today, we're switching things up a little bit. I'm going to be Sarah, and Dave's going to be Jonah.
1: I hope I can keep that
0: straight. Yeah, well, I hope I can fill their shoes, (laughs) but we'll give it a try. But we have two wonderful guests today, and they're from the, I call it still the Lucky Orphan, Orphan Horse Farm, because that's what I remember it being when you were back in Pleasant Valley with us. But we have Deanna Mancusa and we have Lisa Odendal and we're just so thrilled to have you back, Deanna. And I want you to just tell us everything about Lucky Orphans Horse <laughs> Farm, how you got started, what made you get interested in it, and, and what you've done since the last time we've had you here.
2: So it's it's been really exciting since we spoke last. Last time we spoke, we were trying to, to get a permanent home. And we've been in our permanent home now since 2015. And things have been great since then. So yeah, a little bit of history about Lucky Orphans and what, it, what it's about and how. it got started. So our mission is people helping horses heal people, full circle. And the reason for that is is my grandfather, really. Uh, My grandfather was a Korean War veteran, and he worked with the artillery horses, taking care of the horses. Mm. And when he came back from Korea, he had PTSD. Of course, it wasn't PTSD PTSD then. then. Um, He was expected just to sort of jump right back into his life which he couldn't do, which led to alcoholism and substance abuse and eventually him moving to California. Fast forward 11 or so years, 11, 12 years, and I was born. I Got was it. born and right. then 11 years after I was born, he wanted to come be grandpa. And my, my parents didn't didn't want that. They didn't know him, they didn't trust him. He was an alcoholic, he had a bad reputation. Um, He sobered up, he got a job, and he would take me horseback riding. At the time, I lived in Westchester, so we rode along um, the Bronx River Parkway in the Bronx, um, right outside City Island. And that was great. It was a lot of fun getting to know my grandpa and riding horses. And he would always tell me how horses bring peace. In the middle of Mm. the war, in the middle of everything he struggled with, he can go spend some time with horses and feel better. And, of course, at 12 years old, I'm like, come on, Grandpa, let's go for a ride. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, let's (laughs) go ride. Let's just go ride. (laughs) Um, So I guess that was me sort of already experiencing that that peacefulness that the horses could bring. So eight months after getting to know my grandfather, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and he bought me a horse to remember him by Mm. so that I'd always have horses in my life. Wow. Um, So he bought me a horse that had an awful personality he bit he (laughs) kicked Um, he was beautiful to look at but he'd been through his own traumas and when my grandfather passed I really wanted to sell the horse trade the horse in and and I begged my parents to please get another horse and they said no every life has value and you don't trade a life for a life because any new horse is going to have his own set of issues just like people So here we are today. I've taken everything that my grandfather taught me and everything that my grandfather struggled with from... Um, being a veteran, to the PTSD, to the substance abuse, um, domestic violence of my grandmother. um, (sighs) There was just so many different things um, that he struggled with. And then in the end, the pancreatic cancer. And we have programs for each of those things. Wow. What a tribute. Yes. So
1: so looking at your brochure, I see it's amazing. You're completely volunteer run.
2: Um, We are not... Entirely 100%. Um, there are two staff members. Okay. I, have a, I have a manager. But other than that, um, it's completely volunteer And how
1: many volunteers do you
2: have? Last year, so each year we, we count how many volunteers we had for the year. And we ended up with 274 applicants come through last year. Oh,
0: wow. my gosh. And are those people who have been, obviously, to to the rescue
2: farm and yes. seeing well, what you do there? And- mostly. Most of the volunteers volunteer on-site. Some of the volunteers volunteer off-site. So we have a volunteer grant writer. Volunteers help with event oh, planning, yeah. fundraising, and those things can happen off-site.
0: Can I ask you, how did your your grandfather, did someone suggest horseback riding to him as a therapy, or
2: somehow he just... He just worked with the horses in ah, Korea, Okay, um, taking care of them and, and knowing how that made him feel.
0: Wow. Okay. Wow. That's just amazing to me that no one ever kind of put those two together back then, you know, until...
1: And so you rely on donations and grant writing and other stuff to fund this organization. That's amazing. (laughs) Do you share your budget, or is that proprietary? Oh yeah,
2: no, um, absolutely. Uh, as a nonprofit, we're completely transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on GuideStar. You can look up our 990 mm-hmm. right no, on our website. Oh yeah, I've seen it on the website, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the budget is basically so there's 50 horses on the farm.
0: Wow. 50.
2: And seven thousand dollars covers every horse for the year.
1: That's a lot of oats and mucking.
2: Um <laughs> yeah, so that's the vet, that's the farrier, that's that's everything. Um, everything included. So around three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year is needed to run the farm. Farm.
0: How did how did you get started? You obviously didn't probably have three hundred fifty thousand dollars to start out with, you know. <laughs> well,
2: we started small. We also didn't have fifty horses to right. start okay. with. Um, we started small um, one horse, two horse, five horses. It, it sort of has grown um, organically over the years.
1: That's amazing. Oh, and you've moved gosh. around a couple times, right? To larger facilities each time. I
2: yeah. See? So so incredibly grateful to finally own a farm. We started in Millbrook on a small farm. And then that landlord passed away, so we moved to Chestnut Ridge to a larger farm, and then we moved to Pleasant Valley, which yeah, is how Yeah, that's oh, how right down met. the block from us. We
0: used to walk down there and see the horses yes. and feed the
2: horses and pet the horses, and oh, I and, miss that. And then we were fortunate enough to, to purchase our farm in 2015.
0: And your farm is where now? Tell we everybody. are
2: um, right on Route 22 in Dover.
0: Wow. And why not while while we have the opportunity tell us the address again and your website so we want to give that contact information sure. out.
2: It's 2699 Route 22 Dover Plains and we're right on the main street you can't miss us. And the uh, website is super easy just org. We're also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I know cuz I love your Facebook. I love your Facebooks. <laughs> I love your Facebooks.
1: Oh. And if people wanted to make a donation, they can send it to your P.O. Box or...
2: Yep, P.O. Box 334, Dover Plains, 12522. Um, There's a link on the website. There's a link on Facebook. Um, So you can donate money. You can donate um, your time volunteering. Um, Just come out and learn about the farm. So
0: you don't have to know about horses, right? Right. No, absolutely.
2: You can can learn. Yeah, you can learn. And then there's also non-horse things to do as well. So if you like just working outside, there's always um, work to do just outside, taking care of the property, fixing fencing, cutting down trails, helping clear the trails, mowing lawn, weed whacking. There's always something to do.
1: Sounds like owning a farm.
2: (laughs) 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 So what is your typical day like? um typically i get to the farm and i meet my manager there we oh,
0: what what time
2: not that early oh, oh, not oh, oh, as I'm early it's, yeah we're not we're not milking cows um <laughs> i drop my kids off at school i get there about a quarter after eight still okay still <laughs> early yeah um we feed the horses we we clean the barn um And then I usually end up in my office, either doing paperwork or at interviews like this, um, meeting with Lisa, who you guys are going to meet in a little bit, planning our events. And then we feed the horses again. And then usually, so we close. We're open to the public every single day, 9 to 3. Anybody can come to the farm and walk around and see the horses. And then um, after 3 o'clock, we we start our our programs. So riding lessons, therapy sessions, that all takes place after the volunteers leave so that it's HIPAA-compliant and confidential. Perfect. And we'll get into that in our next segment about the therapy. Exactly. I think that'd
1: be great to get into how you got involved with uh, therapy and veterans and children and such. So uh, we'll be right back with more of Radio Rotary in just a moment.
0: And uh, Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, Absolute Auction and Realty, and by the Rotary Clubs of Brewster, Carmel, Clarkstown, Sunrise, East Fishkill, Fishkill, Goshen, Highland, Hyde Park, Kinderhook, Tri-Village, Kingston, Liberty, Millbrook, Nan. Minuet and Greater Newburgh of New York, along with New City.
1: And we'll be right back with more of Radio Rotary after these important messages.
3: Hi, this is Beth Jones of Third Eye Associates Limited, providing life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. We are a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Red Hook, New York. Contact us to see how you can put third eye to work for you, thirdeyeassociates.com or call us at 840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-840-8
4: This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of Mental Health America and the Mark Agency. MHA is merging with the Mark Agency, so whether you struggle with addiction or your mental wellness, we can be your first stop. MHA and Mark, where anyone can get access to the full spectrum of mental health and addiction services without having to jump through unnecessary hoops. MHA Duchess and the Mark Agency. Contact us at 473-2500 or check us out on the web at mhaduchess.org. You are not alone.
0: And welcome back to our second edition here of Radio Rotary, where we are talking with Deanna Mancuso about uh, Lucky Orphan Horse Farm. That's a uh, horse fo- rescue. Horse rescue, yes. <laughs> what well, was horse farm, I think, when you were in, in Pleasant it's Valley? It's always been horse rescue. Has it same difference though? We're still helping horses and yes, we're helping people. Yes, absolutely. So, Deanna, tell us a little bit uh, again about what you do and then how you got involved in therapy with the horses and people. And
2: Yeah, so again, their mission is um, full circle people helping horses heal people so we take the the rescued horses and all of the horses that are on the farm have been rescued from abuse neglect starvation Um, we kind of equate that to what foster kids might go through so Mm -hmm. kind of bounced around from home to home until they find an owner that doesn't really want them anymore and then they move again and again and again Um, so we keep them for life which sets us apart we are a sanctuary we are an accredited sanctuary through the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries, which is an international organization. So we have to go through a rigorous application and then inspection process. We're also accredited through the thoroughbred aftercare. We have 10 horses, 10 thoroughbred horses, X race horses that we care for on the farm. Wow. Um, and they come out and we do um, inspections quarterly, actually. So just keeping completely transparent with the care of the horses, and then as far as the therapy, I, I found the program as soon as I got out of high school. And of course, Lucky Orphans didn't even exist, but it's mm-hmm. always intrigued me um, how you can use horses for therapy. And I thought I wanted to do therapeutic riding. And the more I found learned about the program that we do, equine assisted education, equine assisted psychotherapy, the more I fell in love with it. because. You don't ride the horses Everything happens on the ground So for our rescued horses Who might have physical issues Or might not be trained to ride Or physically can't be ridden They still have a job And they can still help Um everything takes place on the ground. So in 2013, I became EGALA certified. EGALA is the global standard for equine-assisted psychotherapy, and it's a team approach. So I am the horse person, but I do not have a mental health background. I We have a social worker, um, a licensed clinical social worker that works with us, and I can't work without her. So nothing happens Therapy-wise without the social worker, that would be unethical.
1: So how do you find children or adults who would benefit from this therapy?
2: Um, so that's, I mean, unfortunately, that's, that's fairly easy. Um, yeah. It would alarm you that, to know the amount of children. I mean, we see kids five, six, seven years old who have suffered from human trafficking, sexual trauma, um,
1: and how many people do you help every year?
2: Um, I, honestly, I don't know. We see up to three clients at a time. Okay. And then we only see our clients for eight to 12 weeks. Okay. So right now, just our capability, we only have one social worker. It's not full time because of financial reasons. Hmm. So it's, it's not hundreds of clients. I wish it could be hundreds of clients. Um, the other the other portion is a lot of our work is done through private pay or donations and scholarships mm. um, because it's not necessarily covered by insurance. It could be out of network, but the client would have to lay out the funds out of pocket. We don't accept Medicaid right now. So so there is the the expense that the clients have to have to work through. How do you pair up a horse
0: with a client? Do you just kind of know what horse is going to, because you said you had 50 horses. I was just trying to
2: figure out. So that's part of my job, is okay. to choose the horses, and then also the clients choose the horses. Oh, so okay. it's it's quite the process.
1: <laughs> and I understand you have an upcoming event that you want yes, to talk about? Yes,
2: we have our Faces of PTSD coming up in May on Armed Forces Day, mm-hmm. and ah. I'm going to introduce you guys to Lisa Odendahl, who is our Chair of Ambassadors. Welcome, Lisa. I want to hear all about this now.
3: Good morning, everybody. Everybody, thank you the faces of ptsd is basically we are doing pictures or i am doing pictures with various veterans that are suffering from ptsd they come out to the farm they wander around they meet the horses and then we do pictures of them with the horses and Part of what the gallery is to accomplish is it is a fundraiser for the farm. Um, It's also an informational day. As Deanna said, it it is on Armed Forces Day. So there will be guest speakers. There will be demonstrations. The pictures of the veterans will be on display. Mm. um, But primarily it is to get out there. PTSD comes with a very, very large stigma. You know, before we go
0: on, I... I I know what PTSD is, but some of our listeners might not. If you can just
3: give us a quick. Okay, PTSD <laughs> is post traumatic stress disorder, and it can come with any kind of symptom and noises, smells, sounds, mm-hmm. different things will set you off. Remember, shakes, yeah. twitches, anything that would bring flashbacks to you. And it could be as simple as somebody slamming a door mm-hmm. and they jump down and hit the deck, or a dog barking, or just. General, everyday noises that can bring back something that that's scary to them.
1: And result in something like a panic attack?
3: Panic attacks, mm-hmm. um, hiding under furniture. There's a lot of it. Sexual assaults can also... It, it's not just uh, veteran-related right. or war-related. There are other reasons, um, but we are focusing on the veteran side of it. There was a study, just for background done several years ago. 22 veterans a day commit suicide because they are dealing with PTSD that goes untreated. And the majority of them allow it to go untreated because PTSD, if it is comes out, people look at them differently, mm-hmm. they are treated differently right? due to laws, the way things are handled. They can actually have their firearms taken away if they are licensed gun holders, because they are considered a threat. People have lost their jobs Jobs, because of it. And it's not necessarily a disorder. It is something that is emotional. It's not that they are mentally handicapped or anything along those lines, but that's the way that they are treated. So they would prefer to go untreated rather than have the symptoms dealt with for fear and repercussions of what would happen to them if it does, in fact, come out.
1: It can also be part of the stigma associated with uh, their training. Their training is be tough, suck it up, Uh, you can handle it. And then to to end up in a situation where you have to ask for help or admit that there's something that you can't control is very
3: difficult.
0: And, and now your program is going to be on Armed Forces Day, you said, correct? Correct.
3: Okay, and tell us a little bit about it. The date is May 18th, May 18th. and we will be on the farm from 12 to 5. And there. give us the address of the farm again. It is at 2699 Route 22, Dover Plains. Sorry, yeah. I'm bad with, with, with that my coffee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and a phone number or a website? Deanna's number is
0: 845-416-8583. Perfect, and we'll give that information out again later on. And what other programs are you going to have on that day?
3: So we're going to have uh, several demonstrations. There will be a canine demonstration. There will be, the horses will be doing demonstrations. We are going to have the Rockland County Sheriff's Office coming up and doing a horse demonstration. And we have several guest speakers. We'll also, the mounted troopers, which is also a very interesting program because a lot of okay. cavalry, And there will be booths set up with other information that the veterans can use in regards to other services and other programs. So it's an all-around informational day. Sounds great. And it's it's also a nice way to kind of present it as something more than it's a disease, because it isn't. Uh, yeah, positive. Yes. It's positive what we can do. And
1: we'll be right back for our final segment of today's discussion with Lucky Orphan Horse Rescue in a moment.
2: bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs visit them at salisburybank.com that's salisburybank.com
4: salisbury bank and trust member fdic an equal housing lender salisbury bank enriching
3: hi this is sue doyle of absolute auction and realty back in 1946 we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the hudson valley today our clientele spans the globe but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website,
1: And we're back. We're talking with Deanna and Lisa from Lucky Orphan Horse Rescue. I'm Dave Kruger, and our producer and my co-host this week is Kathy Kruger.
0: Hi. (laughs) Trying to fill Jonah and Sarah's shoes, so bear with us. But we've got such great guests to tell us all about what they do, and... The show is yours. I'm. I, I just sit here and my mouth just drops when I hear about what you're
2: doing. So, oh, thank you so much. Oh, so
1: you've got so many events coming up, and I think beyond the May 18th date, and I'm sorry, it's uh, which it's Armed Forces Day. You said
2: mm-hmm. it is Armed Forces Day. Um, the event is the Faces of PTSD.
1: That's it. You have some other events coming up this year you'd like to let people know about?
2: Yeah. So, so of course we we do have our, our veterans event, but we do things all year long yeah. because it's people helping horses heal people so the second Saturday of every month, starting with February 9th, the next time that we'll be doing it, is we have yoga sessions in the barn. That's what I on Facebook. And it's, yeah. it's really like equine-assisted yoga because it happens in the barn, and the horse's doors are open, and they can hang their heads out, and they participate in the wow. yoga session. That's great. And Courtney Colella is the teacher, and she's phenomenal. So that's February 9th and every second Saturday of every month through the end of the year. February 16th, we have an event right at Center Court in the Poughkeepsie Galleria, so we'll be bringing a pony in and you can take selfies or or photographs. Lisa will be there. She's Lisa O. Photography. She'll be there to take professional pictures with the horses. Center Court, February 16th at the Galleria Mall. April 20th, we have a free event at the farm. Last year we had 350 kids come through and that's our Easter event. So we do it a little bit more like Halloween than Easter where Mm -hmm. you go sort of paddock to paddock and get candy rather than an Easter egg hunt. We just don't want the egg To be lost all over the farm. (laughs) Do horses eat eggs? No. Oh, okay. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Good idea not to have the eggs then. We also have April 26th is National Help a Horse Day. So we'll be launching merchandise for Dress Down Day at local businesses and schools so that on April 26th you can show your support of National Help a Horse Day and wear your Lucky Orphans merchandise. Oh,
1: great. April
2: 27th and 28th we will be giving pony rides for Kid Ventures at Dutchess Community College. That's sort of all we have right now on the schedule. We will be doing a breakfast in May. I just don't have that date yet. Possibly May 8th, but that'll be at the Poughkeepsie Grand. But so, people can check out your website for all these dates, exactly. correct? Yes, let, absolutely. Let us know that website again. So the website is www.luckyorphanshorserescue.org, and you just click on Calendar, and all the events are there.
1: Now, you had mentioned before you had 50 horses. How do you get them? I, I, I assume you said, you. I think you had mentioned racehorses, but other people just find they can't care for a horse anymore, the horse gets unruly, and they call you?
2: They do, and I usually tell them, I'm sorry, I can't help you, because everybody wants to unload the horses that they don't want Mm. anymore. And unfortunately, there is such a need for rescue. So an unwanted horse isn't necessarily eligible for rescue. The horse has to be abused, neglected, starved, abandoned, some mm-hmm. kind of awful situation. So Dutchess County is the largest horse populated county in the state of New York. We have more horses right here in Dutchess County than anywhere else in the state, including Saratoga. There's over 10,000 wow. horses in Dutchess. Additionally, horses are the largest agricultural commodity. Over $10 million of revenue a year in Dutchess County in horses horses, which is more than any other agricultural commodity, more than beef, more than hay, more than corn. And horses are the only livestock animal that is in every town, city, and hamlet in Dutchess County. So Fishkill, Poughkeepsie, they all have horses where they might not have goats, sheep, cattle, etc. So we're pretty busy. And in addition, we have education programs to try and teach equine welfare. I mean, they can live to be 45, 50 years old. It's a lifetime yeah, commitment.
1: So you also mentioned that uh, you had hundreds of volunteers. What's the age range of your volunteers group, volunteer group?
2: So we have hundreds of applicants. Oh, <laughs> okay. Ah. She's picky about choosing her volunteers, right? Um, <laughs> well, a lot of it is people don't. I think that they just want to come pet and groom and, and see the horses. And that's that's fantastic. You're always welcome to do that. Um, but the volunteers, it, it's work. It's work, yeah. Everything with horses is, is heavy. It's Lucky Orphans' gym, really. <laughs> um, there's water buckets. There's hay bales. In the wintertime, you know, everything freezes. So it, it really is a lot of a lot of dedicated, committed volunteers that do the work.
1: And how old are the volunteers? So
2: you can volunteer without a parent starting at age 12, Wow, okay. which is younger than most other organizations. Organizations, um, However, we have a 4-H club and we have a lot of kids programs. So ah. 12 and up without a parent and 12 and under, we welcome kids to come with a parent and learn that humane education and, and welfare of animals.
1: And how old is your oldest volunteer?
2: Our oldest volunteer is 83 <laughs> and she comes from Cornwall Bridge in Connecticut. Oh, yes. And oh, she yeah. is amazing. <laughs> what does she do? Everything. She leads horses in and out of the paddock. She waters horses. She feeds horses. Okay. I don't make her do stalls. But but so she is so she's 83 amazing. years young. Yeah. She comes That's out every single Wednesday, and she's phenomenal. And ah.
1: is there a, a mix of um, men and women, or is it mostly attractive to women? Or
2: no, it, it actually we're we're very fortunate. We have a good mix of men good. and women. Great. This might be a loaded question, but what is your favorite
0: program? You'll probably say all, but you know.
2: <gasps> my favorite your program. My favorite program. I can I, can. I love changing people's lives so whichever program best fits the client and for some people that might be a riding lesson and they learn the confidence of controlling the horse for some people it might be a therapy session and they need that extra help from the social worker for some of them it's it's just volunteering so however we can bring the most joy to our clients and our volunteers i'm happy to do whatever that is
1: and what's the typical cost for a client who would come in let's say they have insurance or they don't have insurance what would they be expected to pay or contribute
2: so we do both we do individual individual sessions, which are $165 a session, so a general social social work so working, fee. Right. Usually, again, we see our clients 8 to 12 weeks. And then and then we're done. People say, well, isn't that putting you out of business? And the answer is, it's, it's not about the business. It's about the client. And if our client still needs us after 12 weeks, we're not doing our job. So we want them to be functioning citizens, community members, after that 12 weeks. Otherwise, we might refer them to another program. And then we do group work as well. So we've worked with the Grace Smith House. We've worked with the Walter Hoving Home. And those sessions are $500 an hour, minimum of two hours, but it's 10 people. So it works out to be 50 or or $100 a person. Very good. It's amazing. And and the veterans program as well. So right. the veterans program we actually have funding for. So any veteran or first responder that comes for services, there is no fee.
1: And how many of your clients come back to be volunteers afterward?
2: A good amount of them, that, actually. That, yeah, yeah um, they're not allowed to volunteer as a therapy client. But oh. once they're completed with their 12 weeks, they're, they're more than welcome to come back. And we invite them back to our our events and they can share their stories as well oh Deanna
0: thank you so much and Lisa for for telling us all the work that you do the wonderful work that you do wrap it up again give us your your contact information your phone number your website so people can get in touch with you
2: absolutely so you can come out we're open every day nine to three come visit the horses Um, all you have to do is sign in you don't really need an appointment or anything just come on out 2699 route 22 dover plains new york 12522 you can mail in a donation at p.o box 334 dover plains 12522 and the website is www.luckyorphan.com Horserescue.org. And again, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well.
1: Thank you very much. Thank it's you again, great.
2: both of you. You're just doing wonderful, wonderful work. Thank you. Thank
3: you. Thank
0: you. Radio Rotary is sponsored by Third Eye Associates, the Mental Health America of Dutchess County, mark Mid Hudson Addiction Recovery Center, Norman Staffing, Poughkeepsie Nissan, and by the Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Pearl River, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Suffern, Walk Hill East, Wappinger falls and warwick valley new york for the entire radio rotary team uh, and my co-host uh, dave Kruger, our producer me of course i would love to thank you but more importantly our wizard of the buttons jay verzi this is kathy Kruger thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at the same time for another edition of radio rotary and don't forget our website RadioRotary.org.
4: This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of Mental Health America of Dutchess County and the Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Centers, the MARC Agency. Are you a veteran or a family member of a veteran? Is life a struggle at times? Do you feel lost or alone? Let our MHA veterans help you. Contact Adam Roach at 473-2500. He and his team will do anything they can to assist you. MHA of Dutchess, the leader in helping our heroes and their families. Hi, I'm Rotarian Adam Kane for Poughkeepsie Nissan. From the economical Nissan Versa to the luxurious Nissan Armada to the exciting all-new electric Nissan Leaf, we have the right car for you. Come see our wide selection of new and previously owned vehicles at Poughkeepsie Nissan, Route 9 in Wappingers Falls, and visit us at PoughkeepsieNissan.com or call me direct, Adam Kane, at 866-703-2288. That's 866-703. Poughkeepsie Nissan. Lower prices and higher standards.